<laughs> it's an extra evil edition of the Homegrown Podcast. Right in time for Halloween. I'm DJ Royalty. I'm Sarosh. And uh, someone's missing from the podcast here. I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried. We haven't heard from J-Mart for days. Lost. Lost. Amongst the ghouls and goblins. We'll explore that mystery further on the episode. No J-Mart, but the gruesome twosome right here. Right here. Two-man pod. Two-man pod. We're breaking new ground in homegrown podcast history. Halloween edition. I call it Halloween spooktacular. Spooktacular. I'll tell you who is spooked. That was the Atlanta Falcons last night. Oh, they got a little lost in the fog themselves. Oh, they were shook. Yeah. As I said, they would be shook. As you predicted. We'll uh, give you that one. I think we should open the podcast with a little segment called Trick or Treat. All right. Trick or Treat. Find out if uh, some things we saw this week are real things. Or, or just tricks. Just tricks. Just tricks. Or, uh, you know, maybe a treat in store for the future. Let's start with that game. New England Patriots, Atlanta Falcons, trick or treat on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you know what? I like they haven't been good this year. <laughs> no. And they just flat out haven't been I, good this year. I, it's funny because I joked that they would be shook in that game and Matt Ryan looked shook. He had this like he looked like he'd seen a ghost at some point. Yeah, and like I know you guys are doubling Julio, but realistically Everyone doubles Julio. Everyone doubles Julio. You have to double Julio. And other guys have to make plays, and no one was. They're like, last year, remember how good their two-headed running back tandem was? Oh, yeah, Devontae. Yeah. They can't seem to do anything, man. I, I think they miss Shanahan. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. The play calling is just not there. Especially in a game where you know New England is going to engineer a victory somehow. You've got to, you've got to interdict that. <laughs> Are you saying they engineered some fog into the stadium? Ah, it was a pretty spooky looking <laughs> setting in there. Uh, I think Tom Brady, I read, thought it was from the fireworks, which is a bit of a suspect comment to me. <laughs> um, and then I saw there was an ad on Craigslist in New England this morning for the uh, for a few hundred fog machines that, quote, did their job yeah, last they night. They have served their purpose. I don't know if the fog was really a factor in this game. Uh, I also well, read... New England seemed to be able to play through it, so what's Atlanta's excuse is my thing. Yeah, I mean, you can't go three quarters without a score and expect to walk out of Foxborough with a victory. I think that's the story in that game. Yeah, and that moves me on to New England's D. Trick or treat. Was Trick that or the treat. real D? You know, they're, they're the worst D in football. This is this, and this is what I've kind of been saying all season. You know, you take the thing that's wrong on the New England Patriots, and you're going to see an effort to correct it. You're not just going to let these things die. And uh, we see it every season with Belichick. New new life into that defense. Uh, they had a couple of young corners who stepped up. Yeah, a couple young corners stepping up. Dante Hightower back into the mix and looking strong they've got him doing some different things out there as well so yeah and a new kid pass rushing like New England always finds guys to plug their holes I'm gonna go treat on this one I think it's real yeah I, I just I just see the little things happening out there making the plays they need to play the blocking is happening where it needs to happen yeah I'm gonna go with treat on that I'm going trick man <laughs> I do not believe in it not yet but not where, after like, how terrible they oh, gave up 350 to Josh okay so if it's a trick when does the mask come off like who do we who do you see like uh, I, I say we'll, we'll go back to the New England D we've seen this year next week 
next week and next week of course they're uh, playing the Chargers we're, we're facing the Chargers oh you think the Chargers are the revealers no I, I think I just think this week was an anomaly I, I think the truth lies closer like you guys gave up 300 yards passing every game of the year up until that game I'll be honest I'm not buying it I'm more worried about the Oakland Raiders at this point. Raiders starting to turn it around, and uh, maybe just a little part of me wants that that ticket that I deemed worthless. Yeah, a Vegas bet. There might be some selfish. Uh, selfish to redeem goal. itself. Raiders um, offense. Trick yeah, or treat. I don't see it happening. We play, we play the Bills twice. We play the Jets again. The Steelers have been terrible. Uh, we've got the Dolphins in there. Won't treat. All the way. All right. All the way to the big game. Justin. What about that Oakland offense you mentioned? You believe in it? They've been terrible. And I think Carr had 400 plus yards. Amari Cooper had seemingly 400 plus yards. Yeah, he was, a, he was a fantasy beast this yeah. week. If you had Amari Cooper sitting on your roster. um, You know, that team is tough to peg down, as are many teams in the NFL this year. I got to believe in the Oakland Raiders having... A good pool of talent to draw from and just needing to sort of get back on track. And they did that without Marshawn. Got ejected for shoving a ref. Yeah, not what they were expecting out of Mr. Lynch. No, not at all. I'm with you on this one. I kind of believe it. They were a great offense last year. Really brought everyone back. They should still be there. But the Chiefs D, that, that to me is the bigger question mark. I, I was not impressed with them yesterday. Trick or treat. When I say yesterday, I mean Thursday. <laughs> you know, this week. Trick or treat on the Chiefs D. Okay, wait. The trick is whether this week was for real. The trick is whether we were tricked the first portion of the season and now we are seeing the real Chiefs D. Oh, okay. Then I'm going... Oh, this, this is a tough one for me because... You know what? No, I'm going to trick. I think, like, you went up against a team whose offense has been the most disappointing in football, I think. Like, there was a game against Washington where Oakland didn't put up 100 yards until the last play of the game. And they played so soft that they let the team get back into it. And this this game was kind of for Oakland's season. Um, that comes back to bad coaching. And bad coaching is bad coaching. You're putting it on Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy Reid, or I think Sutton might be his defensive coordinator. I put it on the Chiefs coaching overall anyways. Okay. So, I'm going trick. Trick on the Chiefs. Well, I'm going trick, but I'm going to give them an asterisk on there. And I think this is really just the fallout of losing Eric Berry. You know? every yeah. Everyone knew that would be detrimental injury to that team you know they were able to sort of plug the holes for a couple games but you need a dynamic player that's gonna challenge teams from week to week and Eric Berry was that guy and there was a few plays in that game that like without a doubt if Eric Berry was back there those plays don't complete where their free safety ranges over and just misses the ball but Eric Berry doesn't miss that He's too fast, his instincts are too good. And you're seeing this team, you know, sort of slip to the lower echelons of the NFL in terms of some of their defensive stats. Total yards allowed, the 29th in the league. Passing yards, 28th in the league. Rushing yards, 25th I think on third league. down, they might be the worst team in the league. They're 
there, there's some like serious warning signs there. Some serious warning signs and uh, you know, there've also been some substantial scores against KC, really having the board run up on them. Yeah, and their offense so far has been able to mask it, but also this game was weird. The end of this game had like four back-to-back-to-back penalties. So they kept having to redo the last play of the game, which was random. But yeah, their offense has been able to mask it so far. Not this week. Not this week. All right. Possible trick there. Wasn't that that Green Bay New Orleans game? I watched that one pretty closely. You believe in this New Orleans D? They're leading their division. Trick or treat, New Orleans D. New Orleans having a defense sounds like a trick to me. Yeah. But lately, that's all people can talk about. And I'm hearing talk around the league, whether or not New Orleans is the best team in the league right now. It's ridiculous that they're that conversation. You know, and I don't mean they shouldn't be. I just mean because like they've been 8-8 eight eight or 7-9 for like four years in a row now. Yeah. And I think maybe the key ingredient for them was developing a viable defense there. They've always been able to run the score up on teams. Yeah. Now with a slightly more capable defense on their hands, they become a contender. I think that's a real possibility. I think people sort of lose sight of the fact that, you know, they're playing an Aaron rodgers list, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. You know, they were, they were able to put up their 26 points. You know, had Aaron Rodgers played that game, maybe Green Bay puts up 32. Yeah, very likely. But I got to give a shout out. You know, I was talking with RP. We talk about it on this pod. Sometimes a big Saints fan this offseason. And I was saying, like, one draft can change a team. And they just had a really good draft this year. Marshawn Lattimore is right now maybe the best cornerback in football. And they also were going to trade for Darius Butler, which they ended up not doing. So they drafted Lattimore and like seemed to make the right calls. But right now they're clicking. And when they won the Super Bowl, they didn't have the best D in football. They just had a pretty good D. And then their offense was their offense. So, yeah, I uh, I go treat. That, that defense is kind of for real. Treat on the New Orleans D. All right, well, I'm not going to quite slap them with that tag yet. I'm going to go trick on this one. You I want you can, you think they're going to fall back down to earth? I, yeah, I feel like it's going to come down. If you if you look at their rankings, they're still sort of like eh, mediocre on paper. Yeah. Um, and that offense is just what steams them through. It's the fourth best offense in the, in the league. Uh, you know, is uh you know 23rd in the league in total yards allowed enough to take you to the Super Bowl? Mm, I think that's a possible trick there. How about that Green Bay offense with Hudley running it? They were not good. Ah, just kind of just innocuous. And you've got Ty Montgomery, you know, sort of hobbled. Yeah, his ribs are still an issue. Jordy did very little. Jordy, not, not much chemistry with Hudley. Hudley did run one in. Yeah, and uh, Jones, the running back, had a really good game. But is this the offense we're going to see out of Green Bay the rest of the way, or will they kind of figure it out a bit? I think this is the offense we're going to see for the next six or seven weeks. That's trouble. Until Aaron Rodgers comes back. Uh, they They're are go missing. Like they Jarrett. are saying he, yeah, uh, the entire offense in Green Bay missing at this point. <laughs> yeah. Completely missing in action. Who knows what happened to them out there in that foggy Green Bay weather. Yeah, we'll look for them and as yeah, we look for Jay Martin. It's looking scary for Green Bay fans. I'd say if you're holding, you know, Jones, Montgomery, any of these guys on your roster, it's time to think about a trade, perhaps. Yeah. So high. Okay, that leads us to question. Who is the best team in football? Because I think I have no idea. Yeah, this is a scary prospect right now. It's funny listening to various NFL pundits at this point trying to make sense of this season 
everyone just seems to be going crazy uh, in terms of being able to peg down who the sort of immediate forerunners are for the Super Bowl. Kansas City, obviously, the topic of conversation through the first six weeks, I think in week seven here with them going down again, their stock is completely falling. Yeah. And now you're left with a sort of mishmash of teams, you know, who are sort of like... Who are in the conversation, but you don't feel great about any of them. Like, yeah. your team's always there. They have to always be We're there. We're there, but, you know, we've been wishy-washy. We've been just, just a little bit uh, unreliable this year compared to other years. I mean, it's funny to say that with them sitting at five and two, and that's a most. Yeah, but I'd say the same thing about Pittsburgh at five and two. Like, Pittsburgh's had some terrible losses. Yeah, nobody feels good about Pittsburgh. You got Big Ben over there talking about hanging up the cleats. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you're gonna take them all the way. And Antonio game. Brown seems to have a freak out every other game, kind of. Yeah, a lot going on there. You know, looking at the NFC, you've got. Philly sitting at five and one. We're recording at halftime of the Monday Nighter, so we'll see what happens on that front. Currently, Washington behind by a couple scores. So Philly's so definitely in that conversation. Philly's in that conversation. You mentioned the Saints earlier. The Vikings are five and two. The Rams are five and two. We got a lot of parity in the NFL this year. A if the, if the goal was to achieve parity, congratulations, Roger Goodell. You may not know much about football, but you seem to have created a league that's achieved parity. Yeah. Do you want to go with one here? Or are we oh, just going to leave it at the who knows? Ah, you know, it's so tough to say at this point. I think if I was going to pick a team, I would probably take New England at this point. Uh, I, and that could just be, you know, my tires being pumped up after a huge win over Atlanta last yep. night. A lot of people, including every other cast member of this podcast, taking Atlanta in that game. I, of course, stood strong. Stuck with you, boys. And I think I'm going to do that on this occasion. I think we have the pedigree, and that's what you don't see out there in the league. Maybe New Orleans, you know, having that one Super Bowl win way yeah. back when. <laughs> way back when. But you can't give it to New Orleans right now. There's still, like, the surprise upstart team. Like Still kind of a surprise. I guess you go with Philadelphia as a, as a close second. I'd go Philly right now. I don't like... Philly's been really good this year. I'm not taking that against them, but I just have some skepticism with them you know the Wentz has been awesome but it's, it's mostly their secondary I don't fully believe in right now they made some nice moves in the offseason for them but I don't know they're kind of a, a real yin and yang team on defense. They're first against the rush and almost last against the pass. Really tough to peg them on Yeah, deep. they line up against Dallas and what does Zeke do to them, you know? Precisely. So, we'll see what happens there. Just a scary prospect to pick any team to be a front runner at this point. Like creepy. Speaking of creeps, a lot of creeps around the league this week. Yeah, usually at the wide receiver spot. Usually at the wide receiver. They are known as divas. Or wide receiver spot. Who's your biggest creep this week? I gotta give it to Martavius Bryant. Okay. You know, it's one thing, and, and this is off a game they won, but it's one thing to talk about your teammates in the locker room behind closed doors, but he went off on the team. He's not putting up big numbers this year. We know his history with suspensions in the past, but he went off not only on his team, but also against one of his own wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster and just railed on him about how he's not that good and Smith-Schuster's the youngest kid in the league I think he's still 19 like he's a kid and he's putting up numbers it was seemed just like petty today he didn't show up he claimed he he, he took a sick day today 
sick day on the team meeting. Yeah, sick day on the team meeting. Uh, Has that been done before? Sorry, coach. I'm just not feeling well. I can't make that team meeting. <laughs> Is he out with the creeps? Oh, okay. Well, he must be the biggest creep in the locker room right now. I'm figuring he doesn't want to face his teammates. How about T.Y. Hilton showing his uh, creep prowess, calling out his O-line? Yeah, when that whole team is bad. That whole team is bad. Of course, Indianapolis throwing up the goose egg against Jacksonville on Sunday. Yeah, I believe his quote was something along the lines of, like, we were open, but the O-line wasn't giving him time. Yeah, so kind of like taking care of his boy, you know, looking after Bursette, trying to shift some of the blame away from Jacoby, but you can't just shift the blame away from your boy and then throw the whole O-line under the bus. Yeah, and you know what? If he really wants to help out Bursette, catch some balls, man. He yeah. has three catches over the last two weeks. Like, you're supposed to be the star guy there. Creep. Creep game, a strong T.Y. Hilton. I'll take that creep game and bury it along with the whole Indianapolis team because they are terrible. Oh, we're, we're getting into burials. We're going to bury the Colts. It's burial season. It is burial season with Halloween right around the corner. I think it's time to put some teams six feet under. At least a couple. At least a couple. Let's not get personal with this. The Indianapolis Colts have just been terrible. To me, they have one bright spot on their roster and he tore his ACL. And even worse, it's actually, if there's a play that sums up the Indianapolis Colts right now, there is a pass. Two guys missed the tackle, so Hooker had to chase him down, tackled him, blew out his knee, and then they didn't even give him the cart to get out on. They made him walk <laughs> off out of the cart. They drove the cart up to him and then kept going. Oh, that's a creep move right yeah, there. Terrible. So, Indy, you get married. They're done. Pagano, does Pagano survive this burial? You know, I don't know who they would replace him with, but Pagano has to be gone in the offseason. If there's a coach who's going to get fired midseason, he's my front runner. Throw him in the casket with the rest of the team. Yeah. All right, well, definitely burying those guys, and I kind of want to just get this right out of the way. Can we just say the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers for I don't know how many years in a row? It's been a we, few. We bury you guys this time of year. You assured me we were texting each other over the weekend. That you guys are going to be over 500 next year. Uh, around 500. Okay. Around oh, wow. Now yeah. we're, now we're <laughs> not, not over 500. Now we're around 500. But yeah, I'm sticking by that, man. I'm sticking by that. But again, week seven, and we're throwing the Niners. Yeah, this was a rough one. You know, I, I keep my Niners close, but I, I had a hard time watching this week. Yikes. Yeah, you guys are definitely outmatched. And what did you point out? Two weeks in a row, the highest fantasy points in football were yeah. against us? Yeah, if you're looking for fantasy points, <laughs> watch out for who those San Francisco 49ers are matching up against because whoever's on the other end of the field is going to have a monster day. Yeah, and I think we're up on Philly next week, actually, so e. that won't go well. E. Pick up your Eagles now if there are any left. I know I've got Nelly Aguilar on my roster. If we're going with the uh, winless Niners, shout out my Niners still. Shout out the Niners. I gotta throw the Browns in there. Winless again, they keep switching quarterbacks every quarter, every half maybe at this point. Yeah, definitely another deja vu moment for the Cleveland Browns. They just can't seem to ever put a team on the field. No, and their best player, Joe Thomas, he's done. I think Torres Triceps, he's done for the year. Might be the best tackle in football. Things are only getting worse. And I'm seeing in the news like Kaiser, some type of controversy with him. Well, he's been benched, I think, two weeks in a row. That can't be good. Like, 
Kessler replaced him this week. I think someone else replaced him last week. It's a bad sign. Sort of a perpetual corpse there in Cleveland. We got to throw him down the hole. Throw him down the hole. Buried. Who else we got our shovel ready for? I got one ready for the New York Giants. Just can't seem to get it done. Yeah, they look terrible on Sunday. Obviously, Beckham's hurt. Brandon Marshall doesn't really seem to do anything. They still can't solve their running back issue. Darkwood seemed to be like a potential there, but he barely played this week. So they can't figure it out. I have no faith in Bob McAdoo as a coach. I would actually bury the team and McAdoo. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, th- I think he needs, he needs a big to go. Goal. This year, we're throwing all the coaches down there. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I tend to agree with you. The Giants didn't have much on the field before Beckham Jr. went down. And now just without him, it's just a completely unremarkable offense. Yeah, can't get anything done. Anyone else you want to bury? I mean, those those ones are... Well, you know, these are the obvious ones. These teams are just dead on their feet. Let's talk about a team that maybe a lot of people, especially last week after a big win, would have thought was on the upswing. But now after a big injury this week, I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, man. I was watching this game for parts of it anyways. It was not really watchable. But they showed a stat that I think they have 11 players older than the coach of the Rams playing. (laughs) That's a bad slide. That's a bad slide. Football is a young man's game. It is a young man's game. And the guy on the field showing his age a little, maybe AP having sort of a ho-hum week after a big bounce back. We should have thrown him in the trick-or-treat because I'd go trick all the way. Oh, you're going trick on that? Yeah. Well... I'm not ready to throw him down the hole, but I'm definitely throwing his team down the hole. Uh, Carson Palmer coming up injured this week. Looking like a dismal situation at quarterback there with Drew Stanton, I want to say. Yikes. It's a bad sign if we can't remember the name of your quarterback. Rest in peace, Arizona Cardinals. Your season is over. It's over. You know who I want to throw in? I want to throw in those Denver Broncos. Oh, wow. They just got shut out by the Chargers. Lossweiler's a big boy. I don't know if there's room for him down there. (laughs) That's true. I mean, Trevor Simeon's got to take the first leap down. That, uh, their defense is still awesome. Probably the best secondary, maybe the best pass rush. But a defense is nothing with no offense. Yeah. And they put up a big goose egg as well on Sunday. Yeah, first time. First time in... 25 years for the Broncos. That they've been shut out? That they've been shut out. And I, to me, that, that tells Which the challenge. Which means right probably before Elway's time. That's pre-Elway for sure. From the mile high down right to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we buried them one mile and six feet down. All right. Well, let's close those caskets up and talk about some teams that are showing some life. These teams very much alive. Looking strong on their feet. Yeah. And we got to give credit to those Buffalo Bills. Before the season, I thought they were in full-blown take mode, and they're right there with the Pats for the division lead. Well, I'll tell you, them burying Rex Ryan was probably the best decision they (laughs) ever made. Very true. And Oakland coming in. Oakland, you know, possibly a chance to turn it around here. Slipping a little bit here in the first six or seven weeks, but, you know, a couple big wins for them, and they're right back on track. I'm looking forward to this game. It's a real tight spread, two and a half points. But I'm going to take Oakland. You're taking Oakland on yeah. the road. You know, I'm going uh, I'm going Buffalo. Buffalo is like a scrappy little team with a scrappy little quarterback. They seem to win these games. And Oakland, uh, I don't know if Oakland's answered enough questions for me yet. Tyrod and LaShawn both looking like their chemistry is flowing this year. Yeah, 
And, you know, Lorenzo Alexander is still having a good season, like carrying it over from last year. You know, I can't really explain why Buffalo's there, but they're winning games. Like, they beat Tampa, and Tampa had 300-plus yards. And, like, I'm not going to give it to Oakland until they prove it to me. And that one win isn't enough. I don't have any uh, Vegas tickets on them, though, so. Oh, you need a ticket that really will bolster your confidence in any team. <laughs> That's why I'm taking the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Not necessarily just because I got them to go to the big game, but also because I like the numbers, the offensive numbers that I saw out of the ACDC connection last weekend. They seem to be lighting that fire, rekindling that connection again. Sean coming back to Buffalo, suspended. But realistically, I think they're better without him. Marshawn hasn't been good at all this year, so... He's really not going to be the deciding factor in this game. I don't think he has been in any game this year. Yeah. Maybe a little less dancing on the sidelines? Maybe a little less dancing on the sidelines. Just been bad. I drafted him in fantasy. He's been bad. Well, you know, the further Carr gets away from that back injury, the, the more time he has to heal up, I think you're going to see his production improve. Yeah, should be a great game out there in Buffalo. All right. Houston going into Seattle. Spread is much bigger on this one. Seattle's getting five and a half points at home. Seattle coming off a big win this week. I don't know if it's a huge win to take down the Giants, who barely take down the Giants. We just buried. Yeah. But, you know, a confidence booster. Well, they need to keep pace with those pesky Rams. They do. The Rams continue to light it up, just completely blanking Arizona by 33 points on the weekend. Seattle's uh, in tough out there in that Western Division. I'm going Houston, man. I do not believe in this current incarnation of the Seattle team. I'm really interested to see how Deshaun Watson does in Seattle, but he did really well in New England, so he can like rise up to the big stage. Seattle is probably the toughest place to play in the league, though. Getting a lot of poise. Out of that young quarterback, quarterback that I had earmarked for Rookie of the Year, I think, early on in the uh, homegrown podcast season. I like what I'm seeing. I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, Deshaun Watson, them coming off a bye week, of course. Everyone's going to be nice and rested. Nice and rested. They should be well-planned to take on Seattle. And like we said, Seattle barely squeaked by the Giants. If you remember them, they had a short life before they got buried. They are terrible. They're, They're already rotting at the bottom of our hole. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Texans. All right, afternoon game, Dallas Washington. Oh, this should be the best game of the week. Should be, yeah, absolutely. No line on this one yet. Washington and Philly still going, so there won't be a line till tomorrow. You're gonna get Zeke back for at least another game. Yeah, Zeke is confirmed because they wouldn't change his new court date. I a, can't a, keep track of it anymore. Date? I don't know. Whatever. We're not talking about that. No. Dallas rolling all cylinders right now, though. Just demolished my Niners. Gassed up. Yeah. Washington barely beat us. Washington squeaking by. Washington maybe set up for a big win tonight, though. So you might have two gassed up teams. Yeah. You know what? I'm going uh, Dallas looked really good. But again, it was against my team. It's against the Niners. I'm going with Washington at home. Washington at home. That's a... You know, I just have a very impressed with Dak Prescott this year. And he had put up good stats last week, but he really isn't making great plays. Des Bryant is kind of invisible. I think his his catch rate is terrible this year. Yeah, so they're kind of Zeke or nothing. And I think Washington might be able to, like, at least contain him. I'm not going to say they're going to shut him down. It's funny because I kind of feel the same way about the Washington football team. Yeah. Cousins occasionally having these breakout performances, but overall... 
feeling a little ho-hum on that offense. I feel better about their defense. But I'm looking at guys like Terrell Pryor. has been a bit of a disappointment Absolutely, this year. Absolutely, yeah. They drafted him too. Jordan Reed, you know, hurt as usual. Yep. Playing hobbled out there and just not really showing. Rob Kelly's been showing hurt a lot. Rob Kelly's been hurt. Uh, I guess for those reasons, you know, I'm a little soft on the Washington football team. And I'm going to probably put my eggs in the Dallas basket. All right, then. Not the candy. Not the candy. The candy, that's mine. I'm keeping the candy. <laughs> Nobody touch my candy. Well, all right. Should be a great weekend of football. Inch ever so close to Halloween. Gary out there to ponder the prospect of who is the greatest team in the NFL right now? We will learn that soon enough. We will. Next week, we'll do our previews. Our midseason awards coming up as well. The homies. The homies. Absolutely. Looking forward to handing out some homies. A very formal award ceremony. It's kind of a big deal. Don't get it twisted. If we can track down J-Mart. If, if we can track down J-Mart. J-Mart, if you're out there, we're worried about you. Call home. Call home. At home, Grown Pod. Everywhere on the internet. Yeah, you can just... Even if you add us on Twitter right now, at Homegrown Pod, we would feel better. We want to thank Spark Event Management. Still our loyal sponsor. Our day ones, Spark Event Management. And Spark Event Management can be your day one. Hit them up. Eventsbyspark.com. From both of us, the two of us, not all of us, but the both of us. Yeah. At the Homegrown Pod. We want to thank you for listening. As always... We'll be back next week. Woo woo! Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there.